Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Jared Allen is one of the NFL's best defensive ends of his generation, once notching 22 sacks in a single season. But what made middle and high school so challenging for Jared Allen? Stay tuned to find out. TeamSnap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As an all-in-one youth sports management app, TeamSnap helps take the stress out of coaching, letting you spend more time with your team and less time organizing. As a coach, I love to track the real-time RSVPs, which lets me prepare for each training session, and I love to post scouting reports and discussion topics. As a parent, I appreciate being able to sync my kids' schedules directly into my calendar and use the team chat feature for timely updates on where to meet and park. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com slash winning for more information. Jared Allen played 12 seasons in the NFL, earning record-breaking contracts and notching eye-opening statistics. But growing up in California, Jared endured challenges and frustrations that many middle and high schoolers can relate to. In part two, Jared reflects on lessons he learned during that time, including the cost of a prank that had a huge impact on his college football options. I think you'll appreciate his honesty and find encouragement and hope in how Jared responded. Let's get to it. Jared, what's something you wrestled or struggled with in middle school or high school? Oh, middle school, for sure. Middle school is like you're transitioning, right? So I grew up on a horse ranch, right? And I didn't go to school where, you know, it was a bunch of people on a horse ranch. So, you know, to be honest, a lot of my friends were Hispanic and I, mean, I went to schools with gangs and that was, <laughs> it was a litany of what was going on, you know? For me, I think being your true self, right? At a young age is so hard. You're so influenced by the crowd. So, I mean, I would I would wear my Jankos and baggy clothes and, and all that stuff, you know, going to school. Then when I got home, I was putting on Wrangler's boots and cleaning stalls and, you know, and, and, and riding horses and trying to keep those lives separate because people at school didn't understand those lives. My dad sure as heck didn't understand wearing Jankos and, and that kind of nonsense. So those were probably my biggest challenges. Wow. And then... Again, I look at, you know, I was a smart kid, but I was like, school is a means just for me to go play sports. You know what I mean? So, you know, try to balance, you know, I would, I would figure out, my dad would always say, if you would just do your work and stop trying to figure out ways not to have to do that, it would have been a lot easier for you. Yeah. I think, I think my biggest challenge in middle school and high school is that trying to fit into the crowd, trying to blend and trying to, not that you're living two lives, but you know, my, I, I did, you know, people didn't understand boots and, and wranglers at that, yeah. that age. And, but it's funny. You always, you always end up going back to what your roots are. You always end up going back to what the foundation, what you were, what you were taught on, whether it's life, you know, faith, whatever you, you tend to make full circles, but yeah, those are probably my biggest challenges. It's just kind of like finding your way, finding your true identity. What's one thing you'd tell your 8, 12, and 16-year-old self? Oh, don't be such a jerk, you know? You don't have to be angry all the time. (laughs) 
yeah, I think I think I would tell him you don't always have to buck the system. You know what I mean? Probably ask them to just ease up on that rebel mentality I had as a kid. But you know what? Things are going to work out. What is it? The Brad Paisley song yeah. where he talks about, you know, being able to write a letter back to yourself. You know, certain things turned out cool. Obviously, I think your experiences in your life, you know, make you who you are growing up as long as you learn from them the right way. But yeah, I, I would definitely, if I could go back and avoid some of the unnecessary butt whoopings, <laughs> I would definitely do that. Now, you kind of alluded to your dad before, but what was something you appreciated about your parents' influence on your childhood sports experiences? Oh, I think, again, I mean, like I said, my dad, I mean, both both parents were, I mean, very supportive, right? Obviously, my mom was probably more concerned with me getting good grades, my mom and stepdad, versus, you know, how many tackles I had on Friday night. But both very supportive, you know, being a dad now and, and understanding how much time youth sports takes up, as you know. Like the, the time sacrifice parents make, I think I look back and I totally respect that. So yeah, I think just the overall support, they never let their issues ever get in the way of, of us being able to play sports, whether I was with my mom or my dad, you know, we always made our games, we always made practices and just doing what they had to do to, to make sure that we were able to sign up, you know, you know, it's even more expensive now, but you know, we didn't grow up with all the pleasantries of the world. We had our financial woes, ups and downs and stuff like that too. So, you know, I guess, I guess that's just being available, right? I mean, just, just being there, being supportive, being available and, and, and continue to support whatever, you know, my dreams were at the time. Now, you were a standout player in high school, and you had a lot of big colleges that were interested in you. How did you end up at Idaho State? Ah, yes, the old Idaho State question. It's a very long story, but in a short answer. A prank gone very wrong. We took a bunch of yearbooks. We thought it was funny. School didn't think it was quite as funny. <laughs> and I ended up getting kicked out of school my junior year for just being a knucklehead, right? There's another one of those things you could tell, you could say in a letter to yourself, like, yeah. hey, maybe maybe stay out of this one. You don't need to be involved in everything. So yeah, it went wrong. I lost my inter-district transfer. I ended up going up to Los Gatos and word got out that I got booted from school. And I think I lost like 13 four-ad scholarships or something like that. It was wow. pretty, pretty, pretty crazy. And then, uh, got, yeah, so I was one of those moments. But again, I, you know, I'm a firm believer that, that God puts you where you need to be when you need to yeah. be. And the how how did that feel, though, in that moment, though, when you oh, was terrible. these colleges drop you and drop their offers? I mean, here you are thinking you're going to these massive colleges, and then they kind of pull it. Because I feel like that's stuff that kids are going through now. Yeah, I thought it was going to be social media accounts, and they yeah. make mistakes, and then colleges pull their uh you know offers to go to school yeah i thought i was going to the university of washington uh that's where i wanted to play ball i wanted to play in the pac 10 at the time now it's with the pac 37 or whatever it is so that's where i wanted to play my dad called my dad was like let's go to offer and then they talked to our principal at school who their version of me getting kicked out was a little more severe than what actually <laughs> either way it was still it was still bad it was my my fault right yeah it was it was tough because i thought that's where i was going and then my old coach called me. I was, his, you know, obviously word goes down. And so he's like, oh, this is what happened. His cousin was at Oregon or something like that and started telling people what happened. I actually got offered to go play. I still got offered to go play at Fresno State, but they wanted me to like burn my redshirt year long snapping. And, you know, being a knucklehead kid, I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. You know, it was actually Coach Pat Hill. I mean, laughed about that years, years later down the road. He remember he asked me, he's like, didn't I offer you a scholarship? I was like, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a knucklehead. You know what? Yeah. I mean, again, 
things worked out, but yeah, it was, it was disappointing. You know what I mean? And then I'll never forget too. I, after I committed to Idaho state, I came back, I don't know if it was in the summer or something like that. Cause I went, I switched high schools my senior year and I came back in and all my tapes were still sitting in my coach's office. Like none of them got sent out. None of my senior tape got sent out. I was just like, how do, how do you not send my tape out? But again, you know, you can cry over spilled milk. You could always play the what if game, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was disappointed, but I think, but I had no one but to be disappointed in myself. Right. What would you tell young people that make a mistake like that, that does really impact them? You know, like it it did impact you. And then how do you bounce back from that? So you got to own it, right? You can whine and cry about it. But the reality is your choices have consequences. I don't like when people say consequences good or bad because consequences are a negative annotation of what's going on. So you your choices either have rewards or they have consequences, plain and simple. And you have to own up to it. But it doesn't have to be the end of end of your, you know, there's always second opportunities if you're if you're willing to show people that, you know, you learn from your mistakes, you're willing to move forward. Uh, my my second opportunity came at Idaho State. And so I was able to obviously still accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish. And just because I didn't go to a Pac-10, Pac-12 school or, you know, wherever, hard work and determination is, is really what it is. So, I mean, encourage kids not to make those mistakes. I think that's the problem, right? Young kids, yeah. they don't think, they don't think before they make decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially now with social media where, where there's so much access to just being public in general, you know, you really got to think about what the tail of that's going to be. What, what's the consequence? What's the reward going to be? But it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to define you. Your mistakes your only mistakes if you can't learn from them move on and so i I really you know i really would encourage kids obviously you know think before you act but if you do get jammed up i mean look yourself in the mirror make the changes necessary to move on with with life sports whatever it is So the Kansas City Chiefs in 2004 selected you in the fourth round largely to be a long snapper. At what point did you know that you could make an impact as a defensive lineman? Oh, day one. I I, I told Eric Hicks and Don Patterson, one of our counselors over there, I was like, listen, I came to start. You know what I mean? And I had uphill road. Vonnie Holiday was a tremendous, tremendous player, nine-year vet at the time. And I told Eric, I said, I'm I'm here to take on his job. Like that's, that was my goal. That was my mindset. I mean, there was no disrespect, but it wasn't a secret either. Right. <laughs> I was coming to work my butt off and, and start. So for me, football, my goals in football were, were never wavering. They were there. That was, so that was, you know, that was just what it was. You no, know, that was, that was a place where I'd never, I was never lost, you know, on the football field. I always, I always knew what the end goal was. So when I got to the Chiefs, that was that was it. You know, you got to push through. You're playing. I've never been second on a depth chart before, right? So you're you're getting less reps. You got to make your reps count. You got to you know get past the whole pomp and circumstance. Oh, this is the NFL, like this, that, and the other. And you know, Lynn Styles gave me some great advice. He looked at me one day. He said, "Jared, at the end of the day, the field's the same length, same width, just different uniforms." And he said, and "If you play long enough, you'll end up playing against all the same people you played against in college." And so yeah, that was the mindset. I think one of my favorite quotes that I found in describing you was from Mike Ditka. And he said, Jared Allen plays every down hard and physical. He could have played in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. He brings it on every play and gives it all he's got. And I do love that because, you know, oftentimes we get into these discussions about, you know, could this player have played in this era? Could this player have played in that era? And your athleticism, your motor, your physical toughness, your ability to play run and pass. I mean, I think you really could have fit in any era. What do you think about Ditka's quote about you? And then also just, you know, that that reputation that you're in that way. That, that's all I played for, right? Uh, all the accolades are great. I truly have played for the respect of those who came before me and the respect of my peers. So, you know, to hear Mike Ditka, arguably one of the 
you know, the greatest coaches, one of the greatest presence in football, right? Obviously phenomenal player, obviously phenomenal coach, but he is a phenomenal presence in football. So for him to say that, I mean, that right there means my career was a success. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. If you have any questions or comments, please visit my website, seankjensen.com and go to the contact page. You can even leave me a voice recording. And of course, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to must-have app in youth sports. Winning is not everything, but the three H's to be a real hero in life are hustle, humility, and heart. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, and we'll see you again next time. Thank you.